Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, thanks again for joining us. We're going to start doing series, um, week by week series, and really dive into a subject, kind of break some stuff down. But uh, I'm going to break with that. I planned on this being at the start of the week, my beginning, uh, my intro into a, um, a series. But I'm going to break with that because of some news coming out of California today. Um, you've probably already heard by now, but uh, the news coming out of California is Kobe Bryant, NBA legend, dies in a plane crash, 41 years old, um, still waiting on details, but you know, daughter dies with him, 13-year-old. And um, I heard the news maybe a few hours ago, <clears throat> and it really like makes you reconsider, uh, makes you really contemplate things. I think for uh, many people, death is still a mystery. So um, uh, for us as humans, it's something that we all face. There's a saying that says the only two things that are guaranteed in life are death and, and taxes. But when we think about things like this, uh, it feels like, um, you know, I've been a basketball fan for a long time. Um, so I've watched Kobe most of his career, not a like, not like an intense basketball fan, but I've seen him most of his career. And I've just been asking myself, like, why does this impact people so much? You know, um, I remember uh, back, I think it was 2009, uh, where I was when I heard the news that that Michael Jackson died, and I can still remember like where I was standing in the street. I was in Akron, Ohio. I remember the street corner I was standing on when when I heard the news, you know. And it's the same feeling with this with this one today, because here you have somebody who um, is such a legend, so well known, so renowned, um, but it somehow affects us, you know. I, th- I truly believe it's because they become a part of they become a part of our life. They become a part of the way we see the world. When you think about the world, there's there's these people that you idolize and you look up to it. Even though you may have been someone who wasn't a Lakers fan, you still look and you can appreciate the skill. But I, I wonder, like, what makes what makes one person's death more of a tragedy than somebody else's? Yes, he's 41. There's people who die younger than 41. There's there's people, there's kids in, uh, there's kids in, children's hospitals who are dying of leukemia at 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, right? And so the way man man sees things is definitely different with the way God sees things. You know, just on social media, I see where people, because of tragedy, and death is a tragedy, you know, I, I truly believe that uh, death being as foreign to us as it is, as, a, as, as humans, is one of the proofs of eternity. You know, death is still a foreign thing. It's like, man, we know, everybody knows death comes for every single person. But when it comes, it's still like, it still catches us off guard. It's still, there's still this realization, this person, if you've ever lost a loved one, man, this person isn't here anymore. Man, I'm not gonna, and if it's a loved one, you know, you hear if people, my mom, when I was three years old, my dad died. So it didn't hit me as hard because I was three. But for my mom, it's like, hey, she's been married to this person. And here we now have, she has to relearn life without waking up next to this person, you know? And it's like uh, death hits us hard. And it's because on the inside, we were created to live forever. You know, if you ask God, uh, first of all, when you look at the Bible from the Bible's perspective, death is different than what we call death. Uh, Mankind calls what today happened with Kobe Bryant death. Hey, his life came to an end. But death has a different definition in the Bible. Death is separation from God. We see, um, there's many scriptures that I could read, but it says we've passed from death to life, right? So the Bible actually says before Christ died, before Christ, we were dead. So John 5, 24 says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. 
he does not come into judgment, but is passed from death to life. So what we call death, which is the end of a person's life, right? Their time on earth comes to an end. God doesn't call that death. That's, that's called sleeping in the Bible, right? That's, that says we, we, uh, that's called sleeping. God looks at that as, as that's not a permanent thing. That's, the, that's actually death is a door to our eternal life. Or in that case, in the Bible, death is actually separation from God. So when it says you've passed from death to life, you know, before Christ, I was dead, even though I had a pulse and even though I was walking planet Earth, I was dead. But I think for many people, things like this happen, and it's it it really awakens that part of our heart. Obviously, it's a tragedy, and we'll miss him. You know, you think about like uh, he wasn't playing anymore, but just like you, you see these people who grow old and they're legends, and they get to be honored wherever they go, and you get to hear them speak, and and it's maybe it's because he was so dedicated. We're looking for heroes, you know. We're looking for people who push us to the next level. We There's people who inspire us, and the ones who inspire us, they have our heart because they're like, man, this person helped me to become the person that I am. So maybe that's why it's such a tragedy, you know? Um, but then I think about his daughter, and it's like, hey, when we heard the news, five people total died on this plane crash. You like, we, for me, it was this suspense of like, oh, I, and then I heard his wife wasn't on there, and there's this relief, right? His wife didn't pass away. But why is it that his daughter being there is more, and I'm just asking questions because I'm working my way through this too, and then we're going to take a look at the Bible here. But why is it that his daughter being with him is more of a tragedy than someone else's daughter, right? There are other people. We don't know who they are, you know, but there are other people. But the first thought is, I hope it's not someone else famous. I hope it's not Shaquille O'Neal, right? I hope it's not these these things in our heart. And I and, and I think part of it's because culture brings puts people up so high, but I think it's because people are looking for People are looking for warriors. People are looking for heroes. People, you look at someone's accomplishments and you say, this was the type of person that I can aspire to be. When Mother Teresa died, you know, she was pretty old, but it was still the world mourns, right? Because people look up to her. They can aim. Someone who, someone who passes away, who no one likes, right? A dictator, people celebrate. He passed away. Hey, he was cruel. He passed away. But then there's someone who you look at and say, man, he inspired me. I enjoyed watching him. He gave he brought he brought happiness to my life because of his skills, right? His dedication, his hard work. And so we look at that, but for us as Christians, the first question really becomes, man, I wonder if he had Jesus in his heart. That's really as a born-again Christian, the first question. Man, I hope at some point he gave his life to the Lord. Man, I hope he's in glory right now and he's happier in heaven than he would than he was here on this earth. I hope I hope he made it. But death really brings things back to perspective. I'm going to read a couple more verses here. Isaiah 25, verse 7. You know, in God's, in God's book, death, natural death, is actually an enemy. Isaiah 25, 7 and 8 says, And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The Bible calls death a veil. The Bible calls a death a shadow. Uh, Luke 1, 78, it says, Because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sun rise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in the darkness and in the shadow of death. You know, for all humans, we you live your life knowing that that day is coming. Time weighs on us because we know that death comes. Creation 
when God created us, that was never meant to be. There was never supposed to be an ending point. There was never supposed to be a an end of our experience here on this earth. And the fact that it's a veil that people can't see through the other side. Now, when you think as a Christian, when you think Kobe Bryant, you think question mark. Everyone says, rest in peace. You see how the world deals with death. What's the first thing? Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. I saw one today. Heaven got a heaven got a, uh, a heaven got a great one today. The way God sees greatness and the way man sees greatness is different, right? I saw another one that said, uh, "Heroes come and go, but legends are forever." We use these terms to kind of cope with tragedy, with these things that come our way. But for all of us, death, the tr- death, natural death, is just a beginning where we go from one body to the next, and for some, to reward. You know, and some eternal life reward. If if Kobe Bryant, and I pray he is, if Kobe Bryant's in heaven, he's happier now than he was earlier this morning. But if he's not, then all of a sudden his whole life is before him. You know, we don't even like to talk about those things. <laughs> Everyone just wants it to be that no matter who dies, rest in peace. But the truth is, every person at some point has to come to terms with the fact that there's heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Death is a shadow. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, death is an enemy that, that Jesus will defeat it. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O, de- o, o death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? When Jesus came back in his glorified body after the resurrection, he had defeated death. He had his second body, which wasn't subject to death. Death couldn't hold him. His first body, he took the sins of the world, so his body died because of sin. This body that we're in now will naturally die because of sin, because it was born into sin. It has an expiration date. The next body will be without sin. It will be a heavenly body. And so death will have no more sting. Death will have no more claim on our body. And so for us as believers, the great hope for us is that because we've entrusted our lives to Jesus Christ, our eternity is forever. Yes, we make sacrifices here on this earth. Yes, we're choosing the things of God over the things of the world. Yes, we're choosing to resist temptation. Yes, our standards are way different than our non-believing friends. Yes, we say no to things uh, the Bible says no to. Yes, we say no to lust. Yes, we say no to alcoholism. Yes, we say no to to lying. Yes, we say no to dishonesty. We We say no to many things that other people just think normal. But we do it because of our hope that's laid up for us in heaven, that when this body perishes, we have a hope that we'll spend eternity with God. For us, death is just a door. It's a passing point from one body to the other. It's where you trade in your old automobile for the new one. That's what death is for believers. But for non-believers, death is the the final moments of the best life that they'll ever know. Revelation 21 verse 4 says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is talking about Christians. And death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. You know, for us, there'll come a point where we won't have remorse over the ones that died. That he'll wipe away every tear. We'll feel the joy and it won't be this sorrow. You're not going to live in eternity with sorrow of your loved one, with continual sorrow for all of eternity of your loved one who didn't make it. He says, you'll wipe away every tear from her eye. But for now, death reminds us that there's work yet to be done. 
man, I hope Kobe Bryant, hope maybe, maybe one of his famous, maybe he was a Christian all along, but maybe one of his famous friends who loved the Lord talked to him. Maybe he was a teammate who grew up and, and, and serves the Lord that talked to him. And maybe right now he's in glory and we'll get to meet on the other side. But either way, these days like today bring up these questions and remind us that, hey, this life that we're living is short. Life is short. Life is fragile. And so for us, it, as Christians, it reminds us there's work yet to be done. We can't take it easy and, and, and just coast on. The Bible also says, Psalm 116, 15, that precious in the sight of the Lord of the death of his servants. When someone who's a, who's a servant of God dies, the Lord looks at it as precious. The Lord receives them to glory, the Bible says. The Bible says, you'll guide me with your counsel and afterwards receive me to glory. The Bible also says in Hebrews 9, 27, it says, it is appointed for men once to die, and after that's the judgment. You know, for every person it's appointed, but what happens next? There's, a, there's judgment. There's a waiting time, and then there'll be a judgment. There's a great white throne judge, judgment, which is for sinners who don't make it to heaven. And then there's the mercy seat, which is for us who make it to heaven, but our works will be judged. You know, as a believer, you don't pass into judgment. You don't stand before God and he gives you, it's not like gladiator where he gives you the thumb up or the thumb down. If you've received Christ, you don't go into judgment. Your works go into judgment. There's a mercy seat. Your works are tried with fire to see if anything remains. And so there'll be many people who are saved, but they have nothing to show for their life. But for non-believers, judgment means they've already lost. Judgment's just the final sentence pronounced. But someone who goes to the great white throne judgment, at that point, it's already too late. And then one last verse, it says here, in Hebrews 2, 14, 15, it says, Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die. And only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. You know, for all of us, as much as we don't want to think about it, I'm not afraid of death. As Christians, we shouldn't be afraid of death. Why? Because we know that there's glory on the other side. There should almost be an anticipation, not that we're wanting to die young, but an anticipation. Hey, I know in my heart that there's work to be done here. But on the other side, we go to reward. We go to reward. We aren't people who are longing. We aren't people who are like trying to end our life here. But we, because there's work, our heart compels us to live for God, to live for the lost, to, to go after the harvest. But at the same time, there's an excitement and a, and a courage in our heart and a faith in our heart and a hope, knowing that what's on the other side of the end of this physical body is eternal life with Christ and our great reward. We talked about having treasure in heaven when you give. We're going to go to that reward one day. You know, for us, when we think about these things and we ask questions, and maybe maybe you have feedback for us, I'd love to t- uh, chat with you on Instagram. Um, but for me, when these things happen, it's like you begin to question and really ask yourself, hey, why is it that death hits us so hard? And I believe it's because it was never meant to be, that death is a foreigner, death is an imposter. Even though it comes to every person, it still hits harder than it should. And it's because we know that we were made to live forever. My prayers for Kobe Bryant, for his family, that, that through this they would come to know the Lord, that there would be comfort in this time, that people would be comforted all over the world, and that people would begin to, to, to look at eternity more than they look at natural things. Father, we thank you for this. We thank you, Lord, that we can uh, uh, glorify your name even amidst, uh, uh, amidst tragedy 
And I thank you, Lord, for the great plan and uh, purpose that you have for everybody listening. Lord, let them not stray from you. Lord, let them set their sight on eternity and, and determine to make heaven their home. If you're listening to this as we wrap up and you say, you know what, I need to make sure my heart is right with God. I've grown cold. Maybe, you've, maybe you're listening and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Today is the day. Don't mess around with being lukewarm or lost. Make sure your heart is hot. If you want to make sure you're right with God, then I'm going to pray a prayer. We haven't done this on this podcast before, but I think it's the right time. If you want to say, I want to make sure my heart is right with God, then I'm going to invite you to pray this prayer with me today. Say this with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, pray it out loud. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me and set me free. Thank you for dying for me. I give you my life. God, I choose to serve you because eternity is forever. I love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. As a minister of the gospel, I want to welcome you to the family of God. Maybe that's the first time. Maybe that's not the first time. But either way, keep your heart on fire for God. The most, the Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world but to lose his own soul? When you put God first, you'll always have eternity in your sights. I love you. We're here for you. If you need anything, please reach out on Instagram at Ryan Yusta underscore or at Krista Yusta. We love you. We'll see you on the next podcast.